Truth Espresso, episode 156. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso, to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> and now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. <sighs> this is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hello, this is Daniel Minnick, the host of Truth Espresso and Truth Espresso Express, and I am pulling out of my home, headed for another rigorous day of work, punching out code, and another episode of Truth Espresso Express on my drive to work. And for this episode of Truth Espresso Express, I just read uh, several articles which don't seem to agree, at least in my mind, about the, the solution to things. And, you know, this is a topic that I really don't enjoy talking about. So it's been a while since I've talked about it, but I just couldn't help it after reading <laughs> some articles. And that's the topic of the V, you know, the jab, the V, <laughs> I would call it. I don't know what's going to become eventually of social media or even podcasts where those who care so much about protecting us from misinformation are going to um, pick up on search for certain words in audio and then uh, flag things and then possibly review them and get rid of them because if they don't agree with the uh, secular gospel of the regime. And so that's what this episode's going to be about. It's going to be about the contradictory secular gospel of the V. <laughs> and this was after reading some articles uh, last night, actually uh, several nights. I've just... Uh, scouring some articles so uh, of course I'm going to put links to these articles in the show notes and of course that enough just the common everyday person is not allowed even to talk about the subject unless it's obvious that they're praising everything the regime says sometimes even if the regime says something that contradicts something they themselves said if you try to just simply repeat it and make a point that doesn't in any way disagree with what they said, but if your point is not just to praise all of the methods for controlling the contagion, <laughs> that, um, you know, if you're not just pro-everything, even if if your pro-everything contradicts the, what uh, the regime actually says or gives into, you know, you're not allowed to speak to it because you're not an exalted expert. But I was looking at uh, some recent articles talking about how hospitals today amid the Omicron surge are facing staffing issues because you have uh, both healthcare providers and uh, patients having the same illness. And, you know, everything is about this illness. It doesn't matter if, if it's a threat to anyone in particular or, you know, we've just totally forgotten about the flu or the cold and stuff because everything is about this virus in a nominal sense. If you actually detect or if we're dealing with or someone actually has this particular virus, 
even if it has the same uh, or similar uh, threats or effects as um, anything else, if it's if it's this thing, we've got to treat it like it's the bubonic plague, no matter what. And if it's something else, eh, who cares? You know. But I was looking at a Stars and Stripes article talking about U.S. hospitals begging and trying to even have their policy such that they either beg or they require uh, some of their healthcare workers. If they have had uh, been tested positive or even have symptoms for the dreaded illness, that, you know, if it's you know, if it's okay with you, we'd like you to come back to work, you know, even if you haven't fully recovered, if you have so-called mild symptoms, we'd like you to come back to work because we really need you because we're uh, short-staffed. Now, some of this (laughs) short-staffing has to do with uh, a policy that seems to contradict this policy because now we're talking about bringing staff in healthcare workers into a place where you have patients where you have people that they could infect <laughs> that actually have the contagion <laughs> they actually have it and they actually have symptoms for it and we want to bring them into the hospitals into a place where you have a lot of people confined and this could spread. I mean, this is like kind of the the common sense thing um, that, wait a minute, uh, isn't this what this is all about? We don't want to spread it. And yet we're willing to bring uh, healthcare workers in because of a shortage of workers. But let's look at the other side of the coin because we want to look at the uh, secular gospel of the V. Because they're, while they're willing to cave in and let sick people work and potentially spread the contagion, this is on the other side of the coin of uh, firing people because they don't get a jab. You know, they're not firing people because they're ill-equipped to work. They're not firing people because they are really sick and, you know, they can't recover and they're going to spread a contagion to other people. No, we're firing people because they are perfectly healthy or they actually had it recovered and even have (laughs) um, immunity to it but that's not good enough they have to get a token jab to be able to work so on one hand let's see we have the Mayo Clinic uh, I looked at a WebMD article article and the Mayo Clinic fired 700 employees 700 healthcare workers for refusing to get a V <laughs> and why is that because well According to the science, as we're told, the V helps prevent the, uh, you know, people getting or spreading the contagion. (laughs) But what do we see now? I mean, even we see lots of articles admit that people, uh, the new, the Omicron variant that came out to ruin people's Thanksgivings or afterwards their Black Friday shopping and such (laughs) Um, that thing is spreading like wildfire and there is nothing (laughs) that the media can do really about the fact that it's spreading among the (laughs) V'd 
<laughs> um, and you know, there's even evidence that those who had the V, because you know, the V is far out of date. Uh, many of them are formulated against the spike proteins of the original variant, <laughs> the original strain. Uh, you know, and so, but we're supposed to get several pokes of this V <laughs> against Omicron when we also we're also told that it really doesn't do much for Omicron, if anything at all. Now, of course, uh, you know, even those articles that try to say, well, there's this tiny little bit of help that it does, you know, I, I, I'm becoming, I've been, long been skeptical of have the effects of this thing in the first place, the, you know, the positive effects anyway, you know, I'm, I'm willing to grant a little grace that maybe some people who really have, or, you know, like really old people and really uh, sick people, or, you know, if it's their choice and they weigh the risks, they have comorbidities. I mean, there's no such thing as being able to protect yourself from the contagion. <laughs> there is simply no way, there is no risk-free way to manage this. But, you know, if you decide with informed consent, as much research as you can, that the risks of having bad effects from the V are maybe a little less than the risks of, of what you, you might get from the contagion, uh, you know, and that's your decision and the decision of those who love you, then yeah, your choice. But the whole idea of this mandate of the V in hospitals or in jobs, and I know the Supreme Court shot down the one for the uh, employers with a hundred more, hundred or more, but allowed for, of course, the poor healthcare workers. I think particularly having to do with government healthcare programs uh, to have to get the V to maintain their employment. You know, the, I just want to shout out to the healthcare workers. You know, they endured a lot during the uh, during 2020 and you had a lot of people getting paid uh, to watch Netflix at home while uh, the poor workers healthcare workers in hospitals were having to go work through 2020 to risk getting something that was very hyped up at the time that was considered deadly you know the first responders and stuff and they had to work uh, and take huge risks and then the next year it's like when the V comes out and many of these healthcare workers expectedly got the contagion got over it built up natural immunity then they're told their 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 jobs are threatened because they need to get the v when the healthcare workers know they have enough science in them to know that there's a risk imposed in getting the v there's possibly more of a risk in getting the v if they already have <laughs> had the contagion and have immunity therefrom and then you get a v um <laughs> yeah there could be even more risk for adverse effects but then many of them had to quit their jobs or have their jobs taken from them after they put all that effort in and you know so this is a war against sane healthcare workers who don't bow to the regime that wants to funnel 
billions of dollars thieved from uh, you know the economy to certain select companies that make the V. And you know you don't think those companies are angels. You think they're angels just sitting idly by while they're graciously making the V. Or don't they have ties that uh, to policy that? <laughs> that benefits them? I mean, you don't even question that? So, New York City. So, the Mayo Clinic fired 700 employees for refusing to get the V, and New York City has fired about 32,000 healthcare workers and counting because they refused to go along with New York City's mandate. 32,000 healthcare workers. And that contributes to the shortage. So on one hand, you have people with the illness, with the contagion, being told to come to the hospital work because of a staffing shortage. But on the other side of the coin, the same hospitals have fired perfectly healthy workers, healthcare workers, for not getting a V when now... <laughs> With Omicron being the dominant strain, there is no evidence that this V has anything, has any positive effect in helping prevent or spread the contagion. You know, have we gone insane? <laughs> this is contradictory. We want to make people work who actually have it, but what we want to fire people who are not at risk of spreading it. This is the secular gospel of the V. <clears throat> I was looking at an article on the Federalist that was going to make a four-year-old boy who has leukemia and his parents have to leave the Ronald McDonald House. Now, this is in British Columbia, Canada. By January 17th, which as of this recording was yesterday, this is Tuesday, and they had to leave by then because they wouldn't get the V. Now think about it. <laughs> Who would want their four-year-old child with leukemia to take an experimental jab that could have averse effects, and yet they're denied vital health care? Because they didn't get a V, that is likely not going to have any help toward them of preventing or spreading the contagion. But the staff claim that they're just trying to protect people's safety in, in the house. <laughs> okay, with the Ronald McDonald House with from staffing shortage, like the hospitals want to get people who have the contagion back in there because, you know, there's staffing shortages. But they're willing to <laughs> have people leave who are perfectly healthy because they won't get the gospel of the V. <laughs> and I, I was listening to a podcast uh, yesterday... Um, and uh, there was a part of it where it had an audio conversation of a man who was on a waiting list for a kidney transplant, a kidney donation there, and the healthcare worker was telling him, the caller was telling him that he was going to be taken off the active list 
because he didn't have the V and was basically giving him an altar call to come forward and, you know, take the jab so that he could have the sanctification of being on the active list for getting the kidney. And the man bravely refused. He said, um, you know, talked about how there's no evidence that the jab prevents the spread or, you know, of getting it. But then she just ignored all the evidence he said and just said, basically, well, you know, the science is very clear that the V helps. And, you know, in the midst of <laughs> even the media admitting that the current Vs don't prevent the spread <laughs> of the Omicron variant, the dominant strain. But, you know, it's the gospel. It's the secular gospel. I also read an article that was uh, was trying to make the claim that a fourth jab, a fourth V, <laughs> um, can help those who uh, need a kidney transplant, uh, where three <laughs> of them uh, weren't effective. Uh, you know, um, it said something about the stud. Uh, they had a study, you know, I'm sure this was a, a double blind uh, placebo study involving, you know, 100,000 people, right? Or was it, you know, just some minor little doctored up study, you know, to try to make a point here and sell a fourth jab. But, you know, the study indicated that a fourth dose of an mRNA-based, you know, jab um, produces a satisfactory, (laughs) um, uh, uh, you know, antibody response where, you know, if they didn't benefit from a third one, the fourth one produced a satisfactory, you know, and uh, um, yeah, this is called grasping at straws. This is special pleading, and this is the definition of insanity, my friends. So you poke once, you poke twice, you poke a third time, and that's not enough, but, you know, keep doing the same thing. The fourth one might be enough. When are people going to wake up and start to see that, you know, okay, it won't be long and we'd be saying that, well, for those who didn't benefit from a fourth one, the fifth V, the fifth, um, you know, booster showed some detectable uh, possible satisfactory, um, you know, antibodies that might help um, possibly a little bit, you know, and every little bit helps. <laughs> Um, yeah, you could tell that I'm a little bit frustrated here because (laughs) I speak for the healthcare workers (laughs) who reject the secular gospel of the V, who put their heart and soul in taking care of people, but they're denied a job. They're denied now to do what they can to help people, but those who actually have the contagion are being expected to go back to work. Why? What's the difference? Because they have a V that obviously didn't help, but we must gaslight and preach and altar call people to get this V. (laughs) Where, you know, maybe even three jabs isn't effective, but we need a fourth. And, you know, come forward and get that fourth jab for this tiny little sanctif- uh, justifying effect that maybe it'll save your soul. 
<laughs> and now I'm, I'm parking at work here, and I did write down a verse that I'm going to read, so once I pull into my parking spot, I'm going to find that verse, and I'm going to read it, because uh, unlike the secular gospel of the V, the Word of God says in, let's see what we have here, Isaiah 59, verse 14, it says, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. And reading these articles, and how the secular gospel of the V screams contradiction, is full of injustice is lacking judgment, is turning things backward. <laughs> those who are sick are expected to work, and those who are not are told they cannot work, and the difference is because of a V that obviously doesn't matter. And so truth is indeed fallen in the streets, and equity or, you know, equality, equal protection of the law, equal treatment under the law is not followed because of the politics of the secular gospel of the V. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.